everybody, and welcome! I see that my mic is working to start things off, which is good. Today is June 13th, 2019, and you are loved. And because it is still Pride Month, I would like to let everybody know who is listening, and this message also goes out to the people of you who aren't listening yet, but we are proud of you. I am proud of you. The, the choices that you make for yourself are the best that you can possibly be making right now, and I trust that you know yourself best. I can't tell you what to do, but I can still believe in you for the choices that you make. And I feel like that is always a very important thing to remember. Uh, other things to remember is that we stream this live Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday here at 5.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time at uh, twitch.tv slash indoor adventures. Uh, if this is your first time checking us out, or if you're a repeat customer and you want to find out where you can find more of us, you can check that out at either our VODs at youtube.com slash indoor adventures, or you can go to any place where there are audio casts. So that means Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, any place that basically ends in a cast, that is where you can find our audio fishies. Uh, other things to keep in mind, we have a Patreon setup, which goes to help support our after show, Nights in the Courtyard, where we answer questions not only from each other, but also from the community at large, uh, which is super cool. So if you want to uh, get to know our cast members more or why we do particular things, Patreon is always a really good outlet for that. Um, uh, also, I don't know why I had a mind blank on this. Guys, did you know... We have beautiful, wonderful merch. We got our bigger battler mug. We got amazing posters that have been done up by Danae Keener. We have t-shirts. We got sweatshirts, crop tops, soon to be pants maybe, and a variety of other stuff to look out for. So if you are interested in picking up some merch, go to bit.ly slash adventure merch, or if you are watching this live, there is a link down below where it will take you to our freshest of merch. We actually added a new mug today, which was really neat. The art is provided by our dear friend, Alyssa Vamp with two Ps, who also goes by the name of Satan. She has drawn up characters for uh, from our Looming 20s game that we had as recurring One-Shot Wednesday campaign. So if you were a fan of Hazel, Harker, Beltane, or Lilith, we got mugs for you. So keep that in mind. Uh, other things. I don't think I have other things in terms of merch, which, who knows, maybe we will, soon. Uh, I have a, I, I have a, an image that's really cool that I'm trying to get to be poster-sized right now, but I still need to render that out. It is, uh, it is an Arjun-themed piece, uh, for all of you Arjun fans from the Four Keeps, so I'm very excited to get that in all of your hands. Uh, other than that... Ah, the merch is done! Uh, all of you AudioCast listeners uh, probably don't know this yet, but our dear friend Dingo, aka Hish, is currently, uh, is currently late. They will be coming uh, at some point during this adventure. We are trying to get a hold of them as we speak. So, uh, with that in mind, uh, Hish Sunguard, the half-orc fighter, is played uh, by Where's My Dingus. Uh, it is very exciting. Uh, other than that, eh, Kiana, who are you playing? 
Uh, I'm playing Woman Dark, the human rogue, uh, large buff man. Excellent. And Cyberwolf, who are you playing this evening? Uh, hello, I am Cyber, and I play Albus, the Kalastravard. And Kylan, who are you playing? Hello, I'm Kylan. I play Jill Fan, uh, who also goes by Jill. Uh, she is our half-elf cleric of Umberly, and uh, we both use she, her. Excellent. And I am the indoor adventurer, and I will be your dungeon master for this evening. So, last we left off, you guys had a week of downtime within the town of Saltmarsh, where orders were put in for fantastical weapons, ham of delicious taste and quality was obtained, and uh, you guys found out that there was a second side to the smuggling operation that was going on beneath the haunted house, specifically a ship uh, known as the Sea Ghost, which was currently on its way towards Saltmarsh to progress itself along its smuggling path. However, Hish, upon finding out about this situation, ended up uh, getting contracted by Gilman Primewater, uh, or Gillen Primewater, to procure this ship, as it were, to kind of help put a stop to this smuggling operation on the promise of 400 gold pieces. You were then, uh, and also, if you are able to obtain the ship, the ship is yours. Uh, you all thought, that's a mighty fine idea, uh, and decided that you were going to set sail to adventure aboard a small fishing raft with a, a hook-handed dwarf uh, named Bronzebeard and a human man uh, named Dave. You guys hopped in your fishing ship and be and set sail off to the Sea Ghost, where you managed to go, and I miss, messed this up last time, so two points of, uh, of revisionist history. One, you guys were on the port side, not the starboard side. The only thing that it changes is the direction of the ship. Uh, the second thing is that I said that uh, Jill Fan's hated nemesis deity was Voltan. Uh, that is wrong. I was thinking of a different deity. Its name is Valkyr. V-A-L-K-U-R. Also a storm deity. Everything else about the profile was correct. I got the name wrong, so that's on me. Honestly, I don't care enough about my enemies to be concerned about names. Excellent. You have done well. <laughs> the voice in the sky praises you. Uh, and it was at this point that you guys were able to actually get up to the Sea Ghost while there was a, a current act of smuggling in process. As you saw, multiple, a uh, small raft actually leaving from the Sea Ghost to begin heading towards the haunted house along the hill. Taking this opportunity, Hish, Jill, and Albus all decided to enter into a porthole on the ship, while Ullman, using your innate abilities, managed to turn yourself into a Sahugan-like creature. Uh, Jill then, after casting a fog cloud on you, or uh, Jill then cast a fog cloud on you, and as you climbed up the side of this ship, you managed to arrive uh, to a group of rather startled individuals uh, who, upon seeing you, uh, were already intimidated, but then you gave them a marvelous speech about how they had not paid the toll of Umberley. And it was at that point that the uh, that Jill, 
Albus, Hish, and your new friend, Oceanus, a sea elf that you had rescued, uh, currently wielding a rapier, looking super handsome as all get out, uh, busted through the door from uh, the... Uh, busted through the door onto the main deck. Uh, and that is where we are going to start tonight's session. So I would like for everybody to roll initiative. Uh, Keanu is currently going to be playing as Hish in the meantime while we wait for Dengo. So Eight. Eight? Jill, what'd you 21. get? 21. Ooh. Oh, Uh, 10. Okay, and what Hish get? Oh, no, you're muted. <laughs> oh, I rolled a 17. Sorry. All right. A 17. And Oceanus got a natural 20, and with his plus one dex mod, he is going to be going at the same time as Jill. So, uh, first off is Jill and Oceanus. What would you guys like to do, having popped up onto the deck of this ship? You can currently see that there are six individuals that are still on the deck of this ship. As you had heard a, uh, oh god, not like this sploosh, uh, as a man had jumped overboard previously. And... Coming up onto the deck and looking over, Ullman definitely looks spooky. He is a Sahugan-like creature that has his eye coming out of his face. There's like a stab wound on his side. He looks very, very scary. Very convincing. Okay. Um... Is anyone grouped up, or are they all kind of, like, spread out all over the ship? Uh, so you see, uh, kind of, uh, up and behind you a little bit is the balding man that you had seen before, which you had kind of identified as the captain of the ship, as he looked the most pronounced out of all of the individuals. Uh, you can see that next to him are two other bandits, one wearing a hood over their face and the other... Uh, wearing more of, like, a bandana across the forehead. And then uh, down the down the deck of the ship, just a little bit more, uh, that is where you can see that there are three other individuals. One of which is... Most of them look scared, but another one of them is just like, uh, I really don't know about this. He definitely looks uh, terrified at the prospect of the sea goddess's wrath. Hmm. Okay. I would... Hmm. <sighs> okay. Yeah, I think I'm just going to... Uh, so Jill is going to, like, come up. She's going to, like, take out her, like, shield and her, like, her war hammer and is probably going to hit the hammer against the shield to make a a nice like ring ringing sound uh and is going to just run forward and uh clobber one of the scared looking dudes okay sounds good so make an attack roll okay uh 16 okay uh so a 16 definitely hits roll for damage 
And as you get closer to these kind of more scared looking individuals, uh, you can see that one of the three that are over there is actually a, a tad bit larger. Uh, it looks like he just is either more ripped or his clothing is more like shredded towards the edges of, uh, of his sleeves, but he looks slightly tougher than the other two. Okay. Um, is it possible for, to go for that one, or yeah, you can totally already... go because uh, there are uh, the three above you, and then the three kind of farther away. He's with the three farther away, so you can definitely just kind of run in front of Olman as all of this fog and spookiness is happening around him, and just run right up and attack. So yeah, you can make your attack roll, which you got a sixteen. Alright, so that bigger guy, yeah, 16 just hits. Oof. Okay, uh, I already rolled, so that's going to be four points of damage. Awesome. Sounds good. So, he does not like that. Uh, yeah, he definitely just kind of, like, takes this Warhammer hit into his chest, and you hear the jingling of chainmail as your Warhammer kind of strikes against him. Um... So then it is Oceanus's turn, uh, and he looks at Ullman, and you see that his face kind of goes a little pale, his jaw slacks, and then he shakes his head and just... That's what no friend can do? Incredible, but... And he just runs off towards where he saw Jill run, uh, and he is going to take a lunging stab towards the same big bad that uh, Jill was accosting, trying to be as helpful as he possibly can because you guys saved his life. Uh, so he got a 18 to hit, which is good. Uh, and then five points of piercing damage. Uh, and he, there's definitely a little bit of, of like a vengeance strike going into this. Maybe this guy was one of the people that wasn't treating him so well. Uh, under the ship, but he's definitely getting into it. Uh, so then next up is going to be one of the other uh, crew members that are near both you, uh, you, Jill, and Oceanus. And he's going to look. Fuck this! Nope! 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 And he just jumps overboard, removing himself from combat. He wants nothing to do with this, and you just hear a we have to swim away as far as we can oh shut the fuck up and swim and the, you uh, hear these two individuals just beginning to swim towards shore from your boat uh, so then next up uh, what is Hish's dexterity modifier negative one okay uh, so the captain of the ship uh, is going to be going first. And he sees Oceanus, and he sees Jill, uh, and he sees this Sahugan creature, uh, and he is going to take a hand crossbow out of his, uh, out of his large flourishing coat, and he aims it up towards you, uh, and Olman, he is going to make a shot against you if possible. So that is going to be a 17 to hit. That does hit. Okay, so that is going to be for five points of damage. And kind of 
scanning around uh, the battlefield as well, he sees the Sahugan creature, he sees others, and he is going to then grab hold of the banister that he's on and swing himself over, kind of propelling him out towards you, Ullman. Uh, as he sees just undead fish person being like, ah, the sea will be upon you. And he's like, uh-uh, must remove, bad touch, do not want. Uh, but it looks like his skills with a longsword are not as up to par as his skills with a hand crossbow. And he swings out towards you and actually misses. Uh, and then next up is going to be Hish. So, uh, what is Hish up to on this turn? I think, uh, Hish is excited to get into the brawl and pulls out their scimitar and just charges the, the, the nearest crew member. Okay, the nearest crew member to Hish is going to be the captain that is also up on Ullman. Uh, so make an attack roll with your scimitar. Is a 13 going to hit? A 13 does not. That just barely misses. As uh, Hish's scimitar comes down... The captain is actually going to then just kind of roll out of the way. Uh, and as he does, the scimitar blade comes down and kind of cuts in front of his tunic a little bit. Uh, and you can just see that he's wearing studded leathers underneath. Uh, but it cuts away in a very fashionable way. Uh, if you get the blood off of it, if you kill him, it could probably be, it could probably look really cool. Uh, so that was Hish's turn. Next up is the first mate uh, that Jill and Oceanus are currently on. Uh, and seeing the captain's resolve of fighting off this creature that says it's a follower of Umberly, and seeing you, Jill, uh, and your Umberlean regalia, uh, he is going to try and strike out against you. Uh, so that is going to be a 17 on the dice, so a 21 to hit. That'll do it. <laughs> okay. Uh, and he is uh, going to be swinging at you two hands on his longsword. Uh, so he is going to get three points of slashing damage for uh, his first attack. And he is going to be making a second attack against you as well. I would like to use a reaction. Sure. I would like to... Hang on. I gotta go to the name because I forgot. I would like to chant the wrath of the storm yeah uh, and so i would like for that dude to make a deck saving throw okay that is a natural one so he's gonna be taken full yeah um let's make this uh i haven't done lightning damage yet let's do lightning damage all righty you uh, are out at sea so it does make sense all right so that is going to be Eight points of lightning damage. Oof. Yeah, he does not like that at all. Uh, and after getting zapped and kind of fried, one of the other crew members looks over wide-eyed and just like, oh, shit. Uh, and he is going to then try and swing uh, his longsword a second time at you, but he only gets a six uh, when actually trying to strike out against you. So, like, his body is just currently convulsing and, ha like, his muscles are spasming from the electricity currently running through him. It's very difficult for him to hold his sword right now. Uh, so then next up is a bandit, 
that is uh, up near where the captain was. Uh, and seeing the captain jump down and actually begin uh, begin making his way towards uh, the sea creature. And seeing that Hish has run up as well, he's going to look over the side uh, and just see Albus kind of standing there, minding his own business as all of this unfolds. And this bandit is thinking, ringleader. If I take out the ringleader, I got this. So, Albus, you are going to have a bandit uh, come up onto you, uh, and he is going to try and make a swing at you with his scimitar. Uh, he is going to get a 19 to hit. That'll hit. Okay. Uh, so, for four points of slashing damage. All right, I'm down to half. <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, okay. Uh, yeah, so next up, Olman, what would you like to do? You, uh, you see that there is, uh, there is this captain, uh, this bald-headed man that is currently accosting you, but Hish is right there next to him as well. Uh, I think Olman sees Albus being attacked. He's like, God damn it! Uh, and he, like, pulls out the his knife and like whips his arm to the side and whips it back in is like revert like his his arm transforms back into his own as his body like just reverts to its uh normal self <laughs> okay and he charges over at the the bandit accosting Elvis okay uh so do you have cunning action yet as a rogue I do not, I think. Okay. Hold on. I thought that was a second level thing. I do. Okay. So, uh, leaving will provoke an attack of opportunity, but if you would like to use your bonus action to disengage first and then run over and do a stab. Totally works. What's that? Uh, yeah. So you disengage, run over, make your attack against this small-time bandit. Does 12 hit? Uh, a 12 does hit. Roll for damage. Do I have flanking with Albus? Albus, do you have anything sharp on you? <laughs> no! So, uh, you do have your sneak attack because there is an ally within five feet. Yeah, Albus gave away his sharp, pointy thing to the borderline naked sea elf that's currently running around. A that's... fair trade, to be quite honest. <laughs> 12 damage? Uh, yeah, so you rush over just, Albus! You're his bodyguard, after all, so in one fell strike to the side, you watch as this bandit just crumples down to the ground, no longer moving. He did his heckin' best, and it was a bad time. Uh, so, uh, next up, Albus, what would you like to do? I would like the captain to make a wisdom save. Okay. Uh, he got a 11. <laughs> fuck you, 13. Okay, what happens? I'm sorry, but it would appear that we need this ship more than you. 
as I cast Dissonant Whispers, he will be taking 3d6 psychic damage. Oh, shit. I am down for, I'm down for this. I roll triple sixes. Womp, 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 womp. All right. Holy shit. It's because Indoor invoked Satan at the beginning of the stream. It's true. Truly. Every time we every time we see Satan, we always say hail. <laughs> hail. Hail. Alright. Dang. Uh, and then uh, with Dismiss Whispers, what else happens? It must immediately use its reaction if available, which I'm pretty sure it is, to move as far as its speed allows away from me. Yeah, it is just going to be running farther down the deck. Down, down the deck or off the boat? It is going to be going down the deck because it would take him more movement to begin swimming than it would to actually run. Is he engaged with anybody? He is with Hish, currently. Does Hish, Hish get an attack of opportunity? certainly get an attack of opportunity. And I'll say, yeah. What's the attack? 22. 22 will hit. Roll for damage. Twelve? Okay. This guy's looking mighty injured. And yo, galaxy brain. And then apparently the secrets of the multiverse make sense for a little bit. Just a hot minute. But we don't have time to unpack that right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, uh, Ullman, are you just, or sorry, not Ullman, Albus, you're still kind of receded back in the doorway doing all of this from there? Awesome. Uh, so, you see, uh, that there is a figure that was also standing on the aft castle, uh, and they reach to their side, almost like the place where a gun holster would be, but you see them pull out a spell book and quickly begin turning through pages, uh, and you see them raise their left hand uh, as they stretch out what looks to be snake skin, and they are going to be casting Melf's uh, acid arrow towards you, Jill. So I would like... For, I don't think you make any, uh, buh, buh, buh. I think it is just an attack roll. Yes, make a ranged spell attack. So that is going to be, I'm guessing a 14 doesn't hit you. Nope. All right, so yeah, you watch as this acid, uh, as this large acid arrow comes barreling towards you, and it's just like, it seems slow. You're used to lightning and thunder, which are like instantaneous things. So you watch as this arrow almost, like to you, almost lazily comes towards you, and it's like, nah, I'm not even gonna bother with this. And you see it just shoot off to the side, like over the side railing of this ship. Um. And you hear one of the crew members that had actually jumped over the side uh, shriek out in horror as another one says, James, no! Uh, as it looks like one of the escaping crew members uh, had actually been the target of this misfired arrow. Uh, so then next up is the, uh, is the other bandit that is over uh, next to you, Jill. 
and he sees a naked man with a sword standing next to him. Uh, he does not like that at all, so he is going to try and strike out against Oceanus and gets a 19 on the die, so he will be doing that thing. Uh, and then Oceanus takes four points of damage. But we are back to the top of the round with Jill and Oceanus. So, Jill, what would you like to do? Um, hmm. Mm-hmm. I would like to use Thunder Wave, but I'm afraid that would get Oceanus as well. So I don't think I can do that. You could possibly position yourself in a way that doesn't end up catching him. Because how, lar- how large is Thunderwave around you? It is... It's a 15-foot cube. Mm, okay. Yeah. Yes. No matter. Um, I will... Okay. I want uh I want the buff chainmail dude to make a wisdom saving throw. Okay, he gets an eleven. Alright, so uh the dead is about to be told, motherfucker. Oh shit. <laughs> and he's already injured. Ah, the sweet, sweet D twelve. It's gonna be five points of necrotic damage. Okay. You see him just grip the sides of his head, and, like, his sword is still kind of barely being held on. He looks incredibly weakened by this. Uh, so, it is Oceanus' turn, and seeing this opportunity of this guy kind of, like, holding his head after you toll, he is going to try and stab out with his rapier. Uh, and he gets a 14 to hit, which is not enough to actually hit this chain-mailed man. Uh, but he tried his best, and that's what counts. Next up is the captain. Uh, so Dissonant Whispers, he had to move his full. Can he then move back, or is he permanent, or, like... I do not believe he is frightened of me. Okay. Uh, yeah, so seeing, uh, kind of looking around and having heard... The majority of all of your voices kind of calling out to each other in combat, except yours, Albus, uh, you see him just look towards you and raise his hand crossbow. He does not know what the fuck you are, and he does not want to have time to figure out, so he's going to attempt to shoot you. Uh, And that is a natural one. Uh, So as he, like, as he tries to shoot at you... uh, the wind kind of picks and carries it over towards the door and without moving albus as you kind of watch as this zooms in you know it's not going to hit so you just stand there as it sinks right next to your head mind link don't you dare and his eyes get big and then he is going to uh rush towards uh hish with his long sword drawn and he's going to try and get at hish again but like he's very He doesn't like what's going on with you, Albus. Not at all, but priorities. So we got a 16 to hit against Tish. I believe that hits. Okay. So that is going to be for five points of piercing damage. All right, then 
Next up is Hish. So, what is Hish doing? I'll I'll figure out that sheet at some point. Sorry. <laughs> I have not dealt with the desktop version of the site very much, but I have to keep it up to play two because mm -hmm. my phone does not work fast enough to do that. No. Uh, I think Hish like stares him down and is like, "There's no way you're getting out of this alive. <laughs> so you might as well lay down arms." And then just swipes at him again. Okay. Make an attack roll. Does 16 hit? A 16 does hit. Roll for damage. 11. Ooh. This guy looks like he is barely hanging on at this point. Like, he is kind of, like, holding on to himself. He has blood coming out of his nose from the dissonant whispers that Albus had given him. He does not look like he is in a very uh, a solid state of affairs, to say the least. Uh, so... Can I action surge then? You can. And try to hit him again. Yes. Uh, 16 again. Yeah, that'll hit. 13 damage. So, Hish says, you can lay down your weapons if you want, and then just destroys this guy. Like, just completely eviscerates him in front of you. And it's, it's very weird. It's, like, Hish seems like the kind of just a guy, I'm just doing my thing. You know he's a smuggler, but the way that he utilizes his scimitar in this moment, this is not the first time he has done this. Like, this is not the first time he has done this exact thing. And you guys definitely see that in this moment. Uh, so, then next up is going to be uh, the first mate, uh, who is currently in the throes of combat with Jill and Oceanus. Uh, and he is going to try and strike out at Jill again. He seems to be very locked into this combat. Uh, goddamn. That is an eight to hit, so I don't believe his longsword is going to come at you. His muscles are still kind of seizing. And he is going to strike again with a natural one, so... He is still reeling from the pain that you have dealt him previous. And that is all that he can do. Uh, next up is going to be Ullman. Ullman, what would you like to do? Uh, Omen just drops uh, a dagger from his sleeve and tosses it at the, the dude with the spell book. Okay. So, make an attack roll. 18? Oh, yeah. He's a wizard. 18 definitely hits. Five damage. Okay. Sounds good. So, uh, he is going to take that damage and be none too pleased. And now he is most certainly aware of your presence. Next up, uh, unless, uh, Ullman, you had a bonus action that you would like to do. Sounds good. Uh, Albus, it is your turn. I'm going to look at the first mate. Okay. I need him to make a wisdom save. That is a 19. His resolve is strong. Uh, that's fine. He'll take half this damage and will not have to run away. But I am reaching into his mind. 
I believe this means you're the captain now. But unfortunately, that means you're the next to die. Uh, how about five points of psychic damage? Your words ring more true than you had initially thought, as this figure also crumples down onto the deck. Uh, no longer moving. Uh, so, then next up is, uh, oh god. Yep, so next up is the wizard. Uh, and seeing as how it is currently just him and another bandit that is on the deck, uh, he is going to look at all of you, and then you just see him jump overboard. He does not want to have to deal with this. Uh, but before he does, you see him cast mage armor on himself. So just a very quick shine, uh, and then sploosh, and you just start seeing him begin paddling away uh, with only one bandit remaining. Uh, and seeing as how that there are uh, multiple aggressors upon him, the first crewman, ju the, the captain just died, the first mate just died, the deck wizard has run away, he just puts down his scimitar and raises his hands up, just said, they're all dicks anyways. Well. And he is going to attempt to surrender. Omen just like gestures to the side of the boat. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Be before we do that, before we do that. Uh, please, uh, tell us what, what is your operation here? Um... Uh, make an intimidation check with advantage because you've just murdered everybody. Oh boy, I may have to use my uh, <laughs> I may have to use my bardic inspiration on this one. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're gonna go ahead and use that. Uh, what is the? I, I believe it's a d6. Okay. At your level, it should be d6. Um, twelve. <laughs> That's intimidating enough for him. Uh, again, he's scared shitless right now because everybody he knows is dead. Uh, and <laughs> either dead or left him for. Uh, and so he says, um, we, we were running weapons for the lizards. Uh, for the lizards? Who are the lizards? Like the lizard folk. Like actual lizard people. And Oceanus turns to you, Jill, and says, I did mention them uh, when I was... Be you know what? I won't agree with him, but I, di I did bring this up. And he keeps his rapier out towards... Look, it's a, it's a high tense situation. Time sometimes details feel like you heard them a week ago. <laughs> <laughs> now. <laughs> they both nod in agreement to this. Okay. Uh... Are there any more of your friends out there, or are they all dead or off the boat? They were off the boat. They were, they were, you know, going there. And he points to the haunted house uh, that the three of you guys would know uh, that Gillen Primewater is currently in the midst of disposing of. So anybody that sailed there, probably dead. Gotcha. 
All right. Well, um, anything interesting on this ship that uh, is valuable and we sh- would love to know about? If there was valuables, you think they fucking tell me? I'm just well, wearing basic leathers here. The captain had studs. First mate had chainmail. I got nothing. Inside check. Okay, roll an inside check. Nine. Okay. Uh, he seems like he's being truthful. Well, I suppose you're right. Uh, nothing a quick search around won't take care of. Okay, Almond, I'm finished. You can push him off the boat if you want to. Omen like, strides up to him, puts a finger to his chest, says, You should follow different ambitions. Whatever your dreams are that aren't smuggling, go out and do them. Like, I really want to be a smuggler. Why would you want to be a smuggler? Money's good. Get. (laughs) Maybe I'll just be a banker. And he just hops off the side uh, and into... uh, into the soup, as it were, as he just begins to uh, swim away with the other members of your uh, of this pirate crew, uh, leaving you guys on the main deck without any other pirates. Seems like this plan actually worked off. I spin around to face the rest of you. Ta-da! <laughs> well, that certainly went well. I am pleasantly surprised at how well that went. (laughs) Nothing like a terrifying sea creature to stir up some superstitions. Uh, Were we supposed to do anything besides just kill everybody on the boat? Uh, And Hish says, uh, yeah, we're supposed to bring it in. And they're going to go up to the helmsman position, uh, which... I learned helmsman is the other word for it, so Dinga will be very happy to know that it's a coxswain, uh, is the official name of the helmsman. So, Hish is going to be the coxswain for the sea ghost for you guys, uh, and begins to pull up all of, uh, like, get basically your your ship now ready uh, to begin sailing away. Um, I think well, I- Jill would like to uh, assist in that regard. Um, because it's been a while since she's done actual sailor duties, so the prospect of that is kind of exciting for her. So she'll just go, you know, do ropes and help out in whatever way. Well, I guess in the meantime, uh, Omen and I can check below deck and see what's actually on this ship. Certainly. Uh, one more thing, though, and I walk over to the captain's dead body, and I begin to remove the armor. Uh, and it's cool cut jacket. <laughs> uh, and I bring them over to Hitch. I'm like, I think this would look great on you. And Hitch looks at it and just, thanks. I'll take the shirt, but I, leathers probably wouldn't do me any good. That guy's stuff, though. And she points over, or he points over towards the uh, first mate. Could use some of that. Fair enough. Let us go, Albus. And we will start investigating the ship. Okay. With, with Oceanus. 
Yeah, he's definitely following along with you guys. Uh, and he he claps you on the back. Uh, he claps you on the back, Olman, and says, "I can't believe how noble you were out there, and and Albus, how cool-headed you maintained yourself on this entire adventure." Just dripping blood. Right, of course. Oh my God, you're injured. Do you, are you in need of assistance? I don't know um, any kind of healing magic, but I could possibly help. Uh, do you need a healer's kit to patch someone up? or can You, you can make it a medicine check if you want. Uh, healer's kit basically just gives you the auto-confirm of being able to patch people. Uh, I do have this trained skill. <laughs> Alright. Uh, I think Olvid pulls out like a needle and some thread. He's like, uh, I can patch it up. Uh, I, I think I will be all right. All right. Assuming that there really is nothing else on the ship. Of course, you've also got that thing on your belt. The, the, the potion. Oh, right. I know how to use that. Anyway, this room. <laughs> Elvis okay. does not know how to use a healing potion. Oh my god. I love Elvis it. just breaks the glass against his arm and like rubs in it. Elvis, <laughs> you, you do know how to use the, the healing potion, right? I just... Uh, absolutely I like I not. Oh, you, you drink it and it patches your wounds. Is this your first adventure, friend Albus? It is. By the end of this, you will know how to use more than just a healing potion. Again, I'm my not thanks. Sure what you mean by that. My thank you for this. And he is holding your rapier still. Much thanks, kind friend. Absolutely, you used it well. I think. And he just gives you a a very courteous bow. Uh, and as you guys uh, are making your way down, Oceanus uh, does say, "There are still potential dangers on board." When I was captured, they had lizard people. I didn't see any while we were up above. They might have been going from point A to point B, but we can't be too careful. In that case, I think I'll use this potion right now. And he'll actually get it. And he'll six points, which is, you know, two more than he actually has. Okay. Uh, so, you guys make your way, uh, down into the, uh, like, checking out the rooms of the main deck, and looking around, you don't actually see, uh, too much. Uh, you find, to your, to your delight, uh, you find their storeroom, and you can see within the storeroom... That uh, from iron hooks set into the ceiling, there hang three long strings of sausages, a, a large hunk of meat, which almost looks like beef, and a large ham. Uh, against the hole are three sacks. Set against the bulkhead beside the door are casks and a ceramic jar. Against the other bulkhead are a set of large and a, are, are a set of large and a small cask and another ceramic jar. There is an opening in the uh, in the latter bulkhead about three feet square, with its lower edge about three feet above the deck. But yes, victory ham. 
was found on the ship this day. Happy! <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so a whole bunch of food? Uh, probably not what we're looking for. No. Can I make a, a nature check on lizard people? Sure. What does a 17 get me? Okay, so with a 17, you know that lizard folk primarily live in a uh, in swampier regions. So with Saltmarsh being to the north of the Mire of Dead Men, you are pretty sure that the lizard folk that these uh, smugglers might have been dealing with are actually coming from down there. Uh, but as far as where they would be located in a ship like this, you're not super sure they might be in the bilge which is the lowest section of the ship where normally like sand and seawater uh actually kind of seep into the ship but as far as a room where they would be located you aren't particularly sure uh but as you continue to uh investigate around you actually do uh you open up a door and you see uh that laying in three hammocks are these large uh, lizard folk. And when I mean large, they are just muscular. They are uh, they are strong and healthy looking, not in the large kind of like size category way, because that's ridiculous. Uh, if anything, this room looks incredibly cramped. And when you open the door, Oceanus's eyes get wide and he just turns quickly around. Uh, as one of them just kind of rubs its eyes and says, Smuggler! Smuggler! Weapons! Where weapons, smuggler? And he seems to be uh, looking and trying to talk at you, Albus, while wiping some sleep from his eye. Uh. No recognized smugglers. You smugglers... Um not quite uh we actually just boarded uh the crew that was here previously we've killed them and we're taking control of the ship i believe uh and at that he bats uh awake the other two lizard folk uh and what languages do you guys speak uh celestial common deep speech primordial and quarry uh, common Elvish and Sylvan. Okay, so these uh, this lizard folk barks uh, in a language that the three of you, do, uh, or that the three of you, including Oceanus, do not understand. Uh, and then the other two lizard folk actually grab at clubs along the ground, and they are going to try and rush you. Uh, they seem to have had a little bit of a deal with the previous crew, uh, and they are not looking kindly to the fact that the deal has gone south. Uh, so I'd like for you guys to roll initiatives once more, unless you would like to keep your number from the initiative previously. Okay, so, Albus, what'd you get? Ten. Okay. Ullman. Sixteen. Okay, and then Oceanus gets an eighteen. And then where is Jill during this? You said that you were helping Hish out with the ship? Yeah, I was helping Hish out with the ship. But if I hear any uh, commotion, make a uh, no. just yell trouble <laughs> at the top of my lungs. Uh, 
I don't see why not. I mean, you're just yelling. Uh, yeah, Hish. Or, uh, Jill, you will definitely hear them. It's going to take you a full round to get up to them, though, as they are kind of on the farther end of the ship. Uh, so, uh, Hish is going to maintain control of the, uh, of the helm, so that way you guys can just kind of continue on. Uh, and it's... Hish is not, like sees these lizard folk, sees that you guys clearly outnumber them. I'll get involved if things look bad. Um, so, uh, let's roll for these lizards. I rolled two threes in a row, which is good. And then the leader of theirs. So, Oceanus is actually going to go first. And he is going to then turn into the doorway of where the lizard folk were. And he's just going to stab out with his rapier in an attempt uh, to get this lizard man right between, uh, right in that meaty part between your shoulder and the rest of your chest. Uh, and he gets a four on the die. He seems to have um, made himself a little bit dizzy on his quick spin. So he wasn't able to do what he wanted to do. Next up, Ullman, what would you like to do? Um, I want to dash inside. Okay. And try to like get around behind the the one of the the lizard man that uh, he was just attacking. Okay. Yeah, you can totally do that. It takes a little bit to squeeze in, and now you are in the middle of these three lizard men, but you are still able to attack like you wish. Does a twenty-four hit? 24 totally hits. Roll for damage. Uh, 9 damage. Okay. Uh, so, he does not like that. Not like that one bit. Uh, then, next up, uh, Jill, what did you roll for your initiative? I will roll that right now. Okay, cool. It's a 10. Alrighty, sounds good. Uh, so next up is this larger individual who, upon getting stabbed by you, Ullman, uh, is going to uh, look at you and then look back at Oceanus and Albus, who I'm assuming, Albus, you, like, have this, this like, bloody hole in your robes, but, like, you're still just hanging out, kind of. Uh, and he is going to try and uh, actually swing his club uh, towards Oceanus as there is a little bit of, like, a... There's a racial rivalry there. Uh, and he is going to... Oceanus isn't wearing anything. Uh, so he is going to be able to hit with his club. Uh, and that is going to be... Seven points of damage. And Oceanus looks very injured. Uh, but he is still up for fighting. Next up, Albus. It is your turn. Uh, as Jill, you are currently sprinting over, having heard the heard the alarms for help. Uh, I would like to viciously mock the one who hurt my uh, new associate, so I need a wisdom save. Okay. I almost said the F word. <laughs> uh, it gets a 19. It seems much wiser than you would think. Well, it's a duty head. It is. He's a big old stanky dude. Uh... Do I see Jill coming in? Uh, make a perception check. Thirteen. Yeah, 
Jill is, uh, what armor do you normally wear, Jill? Uh, studded leather. Oh, that I did not know. So yeah, uh, Jill is uh, making their way over, but you can still hear uh, the sound of their uh, of the Warhammer being drawn, shield coming out. Uh, it's battle so time. Would, uh, would Jill be able to hear me? Yes. Okay, so I started speaking deep speech, and uh, time seems to slow down as you are galaxy-brained once more. Oh, dang. Okay. Uh... Yeah. Uh, next up are the two lizard men that are inside of this chamber. Uh, and seeing as how, Olman, you have rolled yourself into the middle of all of them, they are going to try and strike out against you because they can't get out of the door with you still here. Uh, one is going to get a 14 to hit. Negatory. Okay. Uh, and then it is going to make a... Uh, it is going to try and uh, just kind of bite out against you. Uh, it seems like it is going to be using its natural weapons uh, as you put it in close quarters. But it's too close for it to move. This room actually seems smaller than it's able to stand. So it's just kind of cramped and tries to alligator bite out at you. And it does not work. Uh, so then the second one is also going to try and strike out at you. Does a modified 20 hit? Yes. Okay. So that is going to be for six points of uh, bludgeoning damage as it hits against you with its club. Uh, and then it is going to try and also take a bite against you. Uh, and that is a three on the die. So I do not believe that that is going to be the case. Uh, so next up, top of the round, Oceanus. He's upsetty. He's going to try and stab out against this guy uh, who hit him earlier. And that's a natural one. Uh, he is not... He did a lot of work in the last fight, kind of. I mean, he hit people, which is good. Uh, but that is all that he can do right now. Omen, what would you like to do? Uh, Omen drops another dagger out of his sleeve uh, and, like, grits his teeth. And it's like, this is going to be harder than I thought uh, and tries to go after the one between him and Oceanus okay make an attack roll does a 19 hit oh totally uh, another 9 damage okay and then bonus action 2 weapon fighting uh, does a 15 hit 15 just hits Roll four damage. Uh, eight damage. Oh, yeah. Uh, so as you bring these knives down from your sleeves, uh, what does it look like when you when you clear the path between you and Oceanus? Uh, he's just facing away from me, so I just sink them both in at the, the base of his skull. Okay. Pop goes the weasel. That guy's dead. Uh, next up, it would have been him. No longer. Uh, so, Jill and Albus, what would you guys like to do? I would like to viciously mock whoever is still threatening Oceanus. Uh, that guy's dead. There's just two that are currently in the room. I would like to viciously mock someone else because they are threatening me and Oceanus. <laughs> okay. And to a lesser extent, Ullman. Uh, to him. To him. Like... 
more an extent almond. He's in the two of them. Uh, it fails its wisdom. It got an eight. Uh, three points of psychic damage and disadvantage on six attack. Okay. Uh, it shares in the migraine with you. Uh, as uh, embrace my pain. Yours feels like a little bit better, and you know that his is getting just a little bit worse. Uh, so then next up, unless you had a bonus action that you would like to do, Alice. Okay, Jill. Um, I think as Jill runs into the room, um, to assess the situation, uh, she sees that Oceanus is looking a little bit hurt. And uh, she's gonna say, "You're going to be okay," uh, and cast healing word. <laughs> uh, Omen is very hurt. He'll be fine. The, the, this other man's not wearing armor. <laughs> uh, that's going to be seven points of healing to okay. um, your Oceanus. Friend. Okay. Yeah, he he takes all of it. And uh, that's my bonus action. As an action, uh, I she's going to run into the midst of it and just clobber someone with that hammer. Okay. Um, I guess whoever's, I guess whoever's bothering Olman at this point. They both are. Okay. Well, then I will attack the one that looks the most injured. <laughs> okay. Uh, sixteen. Okay. Uh, 16 hits. Roll for damage. And that's going to be, uh, math, 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 uh, 10 points of damage. Ooh. Yeah, no, he takes that to the chest like a champ, but you definitely hear the cracking of his ribs breaking inside. He is, mm, mm -mm, there's some Mortal Kombat shit happening inside of his chest right now, and he's not happy about it. Uh, okay. Next up are these two creatures. And Jill, you and Ullman uh, have now made your way into this room and are currently trying to fight. Uh, one of them is going to try and strike out at you, Jill, uh, and gets a 17 to hit. Doesn't hit. Ooh. 18 uh, is the number you need. <laughs> okay. Uh, he is going to try and use his chompers on you. Uh, instead, uh, that is cocked. That is another 17. So he just bites out, but you just bat his face away with the shield. Uh, this is the injured one that you were trying to take care of earlier. So he had a mild vendetta. No, it's not happening. Uh, then the next one is going to try and strike out against you, Ullman, uh, as it is just closer to you and feels like that is the, uh, it can fight its way through things. It's a lizard folk. It is proud. It's strong. Uh, it got a 14. Does not hit. All right. It is going to try and do a bite on you. Uh, and it gets a 23. That does uh, take a nice chunk out. Okay. Uh, so it gets seven points of damage. You still good? I mean, I'm fine. Yeah. I'm okay. Up. I was at eight. Woo! Eat it, buddy. <laughs> Alrighty. So, um, does he take a bite out of me? He does. 
Uh, he is going to kind of like chomp into your shoulder and just tear back with his head as he does. Uh, as he was going for like the jugular sensitive area, seeing as how you looked a little bit more injured. He is, uh, Jill, make a perception, make a perception check. Uh, okay. 24. You see that when this lizard creature rips into your friend Ullman and tears back, you're expecting there to be a lot of blood and viscera, and for a moment it looks like there is. But as the lizard continues to pull back, this lump of flesh in its mouth actually turns into a almost luminescent blue color. Uh, and then as it kind of shakes its head, you watch as some of it like drains down its throat and it does not like the taste as this blue color just kind of drips down. And looking over at Ullman, you can see that there is just a bite-sized chunk almost comically missing from around his neck and shoulder area that is beginning to then kind of try and stitch itself back together. Just human things. <laughs> Ullman, it is your turn. What would you like to do? Oh, now you've done it. <laughs> I'm going to fight at him. Okay. And you and Jill are fighting back to back, so you will be able to get sneak attack. That's a 14 and a 12. Uh, the 14 and 12 both do not hit. Uh, so this creature is actually now like doesn't like the taste in its mouth and it's kind of just like batting towards you with its claw it doesn't know what you're trying to do and your your primary stabbing arm is on the right side where you had gotten uh that chunk missing so it just doesn't feel like it's going as far as it should uh so then next up can i use my cunning action then to disengage you could totally do that cool i want to get out of here okay Get out of the kill zone. Uh, yeah, so you just back yourself out uh, out onto the deck of the ship, more closer towards Oceanus and Albus. Uh, you still, or that was your, or, sorry. You wouldn't be able to use your cunning action because you used two-handed fighting to get your second strike against, which requires your bonus action. So you would not be able to use cunning action. Sorry. But I do still have a move, You right? do have a move, but you would provoke attacks of opportunity from these two lizards. I guess I'm staying in! Okay. Welcome to the Thunderdome, bitch! <laughs> <laughs> Jill Fahan, please! Uh, some assistance! Alright, so, Jill Fahan and Albus. Uh, Albus will use Healing Word. Excellent. Uh, this one, that's this one. Uh, take six points of healing. He loved them six. Appreciate it. Heroes should never die. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then I'm going to viciously mock the other one. Alrighty. So, wisdom. Uh, that is an 18. It is also wiser than it would appear. Well then, that's it. Okay. Uh, so Jill, what are you doing? You have these two, uh, one completely fine looking lizard man in front of you, and then another that looks very hurt and injured. Um, uh, Jill's just gonna say, gonna be alright, Almond. Uh, and also do Healing Word. <laughs> for, 
What is that? I think that's seven. Yeah, seven points of healing additionally. Um, and then is going to uh, hopefully toll the dead on the very hurt one. So okay. uh, wisdom save. That is a 16. Here's some wise lizards. Boo! <laughs> That's it. Okay. Uh, sounds good. So, uh, it is time for these two. Uh, and Jill seeing that, uh, them seeing you cast magic, uh, the one that is on you is very much uh, an aggressor at this point. And is going to get a 14, which does not hit. And when it bites out against you a second time, it gets a modified 20 to hit. So it is actually going to do a chomp on you. And with that satisfying crunch uh, through your studded leathers, you're going to be taking seven points of piercing damage. Uh, that's fine. I would like to use my reaction. Okay. Uh, to... Uh, sorry, one second. I can only do so much math at once. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm going to need a deck save from old lizard boy. Okay. He was much wiser than he was dexterous. He fails. All right. Uh, we're going to do lightning damage again because, I don't know, just in a mood for lightning today. Uh, so she is going to use the Wrath of the Storm. Wait, is that? Okay, that's one. Uh, nine points of lightning damage. That is exactly what you needed as this lightning, as he sinks his teeth into you, you just flex your like you flex your arm where he had bitten in and from those puncture wounds you just see electricity begin pouring out and just zaps him full on in the face after he did his bite onto you. His body then crumples backwards falling onto the ground. There is now just one very angry, very healthy looking lizard man left. Uh, and he is going to try and strike out against Ullman as he still has this like bluish slime in his mouth. Uh, so, Ullman, does a 15 hit? Exactly. Okay. So, he deals three points of damage with his club, uh, and he is going to, he did not like the bite that he did last time, so he is going to try and claw out at you instead, uh, with a 22 to hit. That was also hit. Which deals seven points of slashing damage. Uh, next up is Oceanus, uh, and Oceanus is going to, uh, come into the room where you guys are, and he is going to try and stab out against, uh, this last remaining lizard man. With a 17 on the die, good job, Oceanus! Proud of you, buddy, for minimal damage. So he deals two damage to this creature, uh, which, you know, still counts. He still did a good. Uh, Ullman, it is your turn. <laughs> uh i just eye this guy down and and lunge in at him one more time okay make your attack roll a 15 and a 16 both hit so you'll get sneak attack on your first one because you got friends uh, that's nine damage on the first hit. Okay. And one on the next. Sounds good. Uh, so, next up is Jill and Albus. 
viciously mock. Okay. Fifteen. Fuck. Okay. That's my turn. Okay. You'll get it one of these days, buddy. <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm just gonna go, uh, I'm gonna smack this lizard. Okay. Make an attack roll. Smack the mess out of it. Um, ooh, 13. 13 does not hit. Uh, so as you go to try and smack the mess out of it, he, uh, just kind of is still recoiling from the damage that Ullman did. So it's more you guys just ha- aren't as coordinated yet in your strike. So he's still reeling back. Uh, and your strike ends up going wide. Next up, it is his turn. And now he has three of you on him. Uh, and he is going to try and strike out against you, Jill, with his club. Uh, and he is going to get a modified 20 to hit. That'll do it. And deal seven points of bludgeoning damage. Well, boys, <laughs> it's been fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Jill, you end up dropping? Yeah. All right. Uh, so then he is going to attempt to bite out against Oceana, seeing as how he is just a fleshy little snack right now. Uh, he doesn't even have to try and unwrap him. He's just ready to bite. Uh, and bite he do. For four points of damage, and Oceanus lets out a yelp uh, as the teeth sink into him as a chunk, again, uh, of his shoulder is just kind of torn off. Uh, next up is Oceanus, however, and he is rightly upset, seeing as how, uh, one of his new best friends, Jill, has dropped, uh, and he is going to try and stab out against the monster that Dunn did this thing to him, and he does not. Uh, he is too full of sad emotion at this point, but, Ullman, it is your turn. You have crossed the wrong man. Does a 21 hit? A 21 will hit. Roll for damage. You still have a friend nearby. 11? Okay. Ullman, how do you bring down this last lizard man? You said they're kind of stooped, right? Yes. I think Ullman just stabs him up through the throat and, like, pins him into the the ceiling. Gross, but awesome. And then I immediately kneel down and break out my healing potion and, like, try to feed it into... Jill's face. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, roll for your healing potion. 2d4 plus 2. 9. Okay. So, Jill, you gain 9 hit points. You are muted. Yeah, I'm sure the taste of healing potion is all in my mouth. It's, like, running down my face. It's just like... Thank, thank you. Are you alright? <laughs> yeah, um, you know, I've been better, but, um... Are there I... any more lizard folk? No, they're all dead. And I offer you my hand. And as right. you say that and offer your hand, I'd like for all of you guys to make perception checks. Oh, boy. Uh, Nat oh. one, boys. <laughs> Both of you have galaxy brain, though. Eighteen. Mm. 16. Okay. So, 16. Uh, Albus, what did you get? 18. 18. And then Ullman got a 1. 
a five total. Got a five total. Okay, and Oceanus does not see this. Uh, but Albus and uh, Jill, from where you guys are, you start seeing in the rafters actually above you in this kind of cramped room. Uh, it looks like kind of a darker outline. Uh, and you see that there are uh, little bits of dust and, and straw that kind of fall off uh, near where this outline is. And then as it peeks down, uh, you see this small reddish snout uh, and a tiny draconic face with little wings kind of pulled off of it uh, that are sleek along its side. And it just kind of looks down at you. And it is a dragon about the size of a cat. Uh, and it has a small stinger on its tail. And it just kind of looks down very quizzically at the lot of you. And as you see this creature, that is where we are going to go into our break for the evening. As it is already break time. I went by so fast. So I would like to say thank you to everybody who has stopped by. Thank you to Nerdy Northerners once again for rating us at the beginning of the show. And thank you to everybody who has stopped by and stuck around. It's really cool to see. I'm glad you're enjoying the show. Uh, we are going to try and be back in five to ten minutes. So don't go no place unless it is to grab a food, grab a drink, grab a friend, or possibly go to bit.ly slash adventure merch. Pick yourself up something nice or possibly give our podcast audio cast a rating and let us know uh, how we're doing. So that way we can beat the indoor air conditioning podcast this year. Cause that's what I want to do. That is my, that's my goal dog. Uh, so for that, we will see you guys shortly. All right, everybody. Bye-bye. Hello everybody. And welcome back from our break. We have killed so many people on this boat. You guys have a bunch of corpses around you. And at this point, you are you are most fairly certain that no longer are there pirates on this boat other than you guys. Because I think if you kill pirates to take their boat, you're just doing more pirating. But like good guy pirating. So privateering. We'll say that you guys are privateering right now. Uh, but... Uh, you are in this lizard man's room. You've seen this tiny cat-sized uh, draconic-looking creature creep out of the rafters of the room that you are in, and it looks very tentative. It just watched you kill a bunch of people. Uh, what would you guys like to do? It, is, is there something behind me? Uh, yes. There is a, uh, small flying reptile with a stinger. You guys oh. can make arcana checks if you would like. Arcana or nature in this case. Fourteen. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nature? Mm-hmm. You said nineteen? Sixteen. Okay, so the sixteen and the fourteen, uh, the both of you would recognize this to be a pseudo dragon, usually a familiar for a wizard of sorts. Uh, but seeing as how uh, the wizard that it may have belonged to jumped ship, uh, it didn't know. It's just hanging out. Uh, but uh, Jill, looking at this, you have no, you have no idea what the fuck this is. This is a cat-sized dragon with a stinger tail. Is that going to attack? Oh, hello! Oh, oh. I like... 
It just kind of like creeps down. We aren't here to hurt you. Make a... Are we going to kill it? No, 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 no. Make an animal handling check. I don't like the way it's looking at me. <laughs> That's a bow, 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 nat 20. Okay. So, as you extend your hand out and say that uh, you're not going to hurt it, it just seems to chirp an acknowledgement and actually then descends onto your arm and crawls up along your shoulders and just sort of seems to nestle in. Kind of rubs its small draconic face against the underside of your chin. Which is perfect for it because your chin is very long and pointed. Did you just... Did you just make that your servitor? He's my friend now. I don't know, I'll take care of him and maybe he'll help me. Well, as long as it doesn't sting anyone, I suppose, why not? No, no, they're very docile. It's a pseudo-dragon. Um, a what? A pseudo-dragon? They're peaceful creatures. Uh, wizards often have them as familiars. Well, um... Okay, uh... Well, as long as it doesn't attack, I'm, fi I'm fine, I'm fine. Let's, um, I suppose search the rest of the ship. Uh, yeah, let's, let's do that. Okay. I'm going to go upstairs and take a seat. I am <laughs> feeling rather weak. Yeah, if you guys would like, you can take a uh, short rest while you're up here. Just kind of find a, find, find your footing again, as it were. Yeah, there's some vacant, uh, hammocks <laughs> I will pop a squat there alright there's still some dead lizard men in the room uh, but that's not going to deter you from putting your feet up it's been a long day I drag the lizard men out <laughs> okay and like throw them into the sea Oceanus will definitely help you uh, rid this room of the lizard folk and uh, you see that he's also going around uh and kind of just like bringing up all of the bandits uh, that you guys had attacked and kind of just laying them out uh, in a more uniform fashion so they're not just scattered every which way. I go back down to the hammock room and I'm like, uh, do you do anything when people die before you throw them into the sea? Um, hmm. Can't say I've ever encountered this before. Um, I could do something, I guess. I mean, they deserve at least some sort of funerary, right? They were people. Except I... those lizard folk. And Oceanus spits on the deck. They weren't I mean, people, they were monsters. They... I understand how you may have some negative feelings. Given your situation. Are you all... Is it all right if I... Are you guys going to use that... That studded leather armor that's over there? No, feel free. 
you are very not naked in fully dressed go thank please you please do that <laughs> dead men don't need clothes and he just goes over and begins kind of rifling through it digital mail mix thank you for the follow uh so at, at this at, at Ullman's request jill will reluctantly uh get out of the hammock and uh, i guess go to the deck and uh you know survey these dead bodies and just be like i haven't really done this before i don't know what to say um oh umbali if you would take these bastards back into the sea um do whatever you want with them i guess i don't know is that good omen uh indoor uh can i try to recall what can i try to recall what somebody would do whenever their uh crewmates died yeah you can make a religion check if you would like uh nine okay uh they usually threw them overboard screaming in terror At least that's what you remember them doing anyways. Uh, that seems more than what I've ever uh, heard anybody do. Well, you're the uh, person of cloth, so I suppose if you say that does it, then we send them overboard. Well, the difficult thing is um, with my deity, uh, she likes hurting people and drowning people so you know i think this would be more of a celebration for her perhaps then we celebrate the lives they lived and their deaths <laughs> and them returning to the sea yeah um here you go gobble up i guess <laughs> she'll <laughs> start <laughs> kicking people overboard <laughs> Okay, uh, yeah, so you guys managed to take everything that is of value off of these guys, and Oceanus helps you do that. And it looks like they didn't, uh, none of them actually had money on them. Uh, the wizard might have had his spell book, uh, but you aren't necessarily sure. He had jumped off as well. But you guys do manage to collect a small pile of scimitars, a few long swords, a hand crossbow, uh, and you just have them laid out, and then... All right, see, gobble them up, and you just start tossing bodies overboard. And we'll say that, I mean, you guys are, like, you're lifting, but you're all lifting together. There's four of you. We can say that while this is happening, you guys will be able to go through your short rest. Uh, so feel free to expend your hit die uh, as you see fit. Uh, so during this uh, short rest, can I... If I try to mind link with the pseudo dragon, do I get anything? like doesn't understand a language um that is a good question let us see i do believe that it is able to understand draconic i don't think it knows how to speak it but it might so let us refer to the rule book uh, I can speak telepathically to any creature I can see within 60 feet. We don't need to share a language for the creature to understand my telepathic creature, uh, to understand my telepathic messages, but the creature must be able to understand at least one language 
or be telepathic itself. And then I can let it speak telepathically to me. Okay. Yeah. But there's no restriction on that. All right. Yeah, no, I was more looking at it to see if it was capable of language. It says that it can't yeah. speak it, but it does have an intelligence of 10. So it would be able to form complex sentences in its head. It is as smart as any other townsfolk, probably smarter than a lot of the townsfolk that exist in Saltmarsh. Uh, so as you initiate the link to it, uh, what do you say? Uh, hello, can you understand me? Is there... Do you, do you understand what these people were doing on this ship? And Ullman, as you, uh, as uh, Albus is doing this, the pseudo dragon's head just kind of perks up, flips over to you, uh, Albus, and actually takes off uh, from you, Ullman, and flies over towards you, Albus, and kind of does a few circles above you and just says, uh, You can talk? I can talk? Hi. No, I can just. I can Hi, I'm Bims! Bims, hello. That's I'm... what everyone called me. I'm Bims. Hi, Bims. I'm Albus. Hi, Albus. Um, do you, you know what was funny. going on on this ship? Um, let's see if it is capable of understanding that complex of a thought. And it just says, I know that we go to a lot of port towns. Do you know which port town they were going to go to next? They were going to go to the port town that had all the lizards in it. Why were they going to do that? Well, because the lizard people, they just keep wanting all these weapons. I don't know. There's a lot of pointies, a lot of sharps. And would those pointy things make them happy? It seemed like it did. They seemed very happy. Very concerned, but very happy. Very concerned. Did they it was concerned they before. were concerned about? Said something about a sagugu? I'm not really sure. A sagugu? That sounds like my language. What's your language? Is this how you normally speak? Uh, it's how I used to, yes. I like this. This is really nice. You're really nice. Why, thank you. Uh, are, were you in service to anyone before? I, sometimes. They, they would give me notes, and then they would give me berries if I delivered the notes to people. And did that make you happy? I love berries! Do you have any wine? I don't believe I have any wine. Do you know if there was any wine on the ship? There might have been. I know that the bald-headed man would occasionally drink out of the, the skins that were on his side. Ah, I think we just threw them over the boat. Like, overboard. Why would you do that? Because apparently it made the sea happy. Oh, well that's good. I've heard a lot of people get mad at the sea, so if, I'm I'm glad that the sea is still happy. I think they're, I think they were, they were mad at a sea goddess. And, well, I would not like to make her happy. You don't want to make like her happy? Her. No. Why? 
because she did something to me. Oh, well, I'm I'm sorry. A long time ago. I'm. Well, I'm sorry. That sounds rough, buddy. I mean, it's it's fine. It's been a few millennia since then. Wow, are you like a dragon? Are you a dragon? You don't I smell am, like a dragon. I'm not you a smell dragon. Bad. Are you a dragon? Sometimes. Kinda. I have wings. And he kind of like preens up a little bit. That's very nice. Mm. I can't breathe fire or lightning or acid or steam or do a lot of other dragon related things, but I can fly. That's very useful. I'm told I have a cute snoot. And he touches his nose with his two little clawed hands. A cute snoot. A cute snoot. I'm not sure what that means. It's my nose. And he flies up and he just kind of like boops your nose with his. You have a snoot. Mm. Mm. And he just shakes his head as he kind of gets a, a bigger whiff out of you and just. You seem nice. But you don't seem nice. And he kind of like pops off of you and flies back over to Ullman and then just sort of looks over towards you he is very nice I'm sure he he will make you very happy and I will let him know that you like berries I do like berries and with that he kind of like hunkers down and you see that his tail is kind of like just flicking back and forth ever so as he looks at you Do you know where the sharp pointy things were put? No. Okay. okay. I don't go below the ship. I only stay below, up here. Below the ship. Hmm. Okay. Well, while these these two are taking a rest, I'm going to go down there. And it just continues to kind of like look at you as you have this conversation with it. And then I'll just like back away okay uh albus make an insight check 20 it seems like this creature was able to kind of recognize your your true intentions more deep at your core it doesn't know what you are but it knows that you're up to no good and the fact that there is no good involved does not make it uh very pleased so it went to the the person with the goodest heart that it could find uh which was olman but yes uh albus how I... was your conversation i assume uh yeah so uh what bims uh, knows. Uh, first off, Bim, Bims was... Uh, and it just kind of nuzzles up against your finger as you're scritching it. Bims can deliver notes in exchange for berries. Berries make him happy. Ooh. Berries Bims are is very good. good. Right. Good yes. taste. Good taste. Um, and possibly wine. I'm not, I'm not sure if that's Something that's readily available, though. 
there uh the the previous owners of this ship were uh going to deliver pointy things weapons to the lizard folk uh to fight against Segugu or to do something with Segugu. I assume I assume they were getting weapons because they were concerned about Segugu. Segugu sounds uh, an awful lot like that thing you told me about earlier. It's a hooligan? Yeah. That, that is very close. I assumed it was deep speech. <laughs> or just a simplified version of the word? Uh, that makes so much more sense. Uh, but I'm going to go below deck because uh, that's where Bims has not been, and I assume that's where the weapons will be. I'm not sure what I'm going to do after that point, after I locate them. I'm going to go lay in a hammock for a little while. That sounds like a wonderful idea. I will yell very loudly if anything else tries to attack me. I'll be right there. Please do. Okay. Uh, yeah, so, Jill, are you also just going to be kind of, like, relaxing in your hammock for a hot minute? Uh, depends on if the short rest, like, when did the short rest occur? I was fine with the short rest having happened while you guys were, uh, throwing bodies overboard. Uh, so you wouldn't necessarily need to relax in the hammock, but you still have what you would expect to be at least an hour and a half until you get back to Saltmarsh. Um, I'll go ahead and help out. Albus in that case okay sounds good so uh Albus and Jill the two of you uh then descend underneath the deck uh and kind of looking through doors you know that there is a doorway uh to get below deck into the hold uh as soon as you come out of the lizard folk door uh, and then, of course, there is the doorway that you guys had gone in and uh, come out of initially to get up onto the main deck uh, that you could easily retrace your steps back down onto. Uh, you see that against the wall that you came from, there are four doors in total. And the wall that you guys are currently closest to now near the lizard folk doors uh, is also uh, there are three doors along that wall, one of which, you know, led to the storeroom. Uh, and there is actually another door located inside of this lizard folk chamber. Uh, I guess uh, methodically we're going just going to go through all of them, starting with the one, the first one on the right. Okay. So first one on the right is. Ba -ba -ba. So as you go across the way and or no you're not going across the way you're just exiting out first door that's on the right closest to you uh as you open that uh you see that it is a stairwell that leads down into the hold uh and then you know that uh across from that uh just directly next to it is the storeroom that had all of the goods inside of it so but uh no weapons but no weapons it does not seem like the storeroom was holding weapons at all okay uh next one Okay, uh, so then moving in uh, past the storeroom, as there was yet another room. Ba, ba, ba. 
you go into the ship's galley, uh, and you actually see uh, that there is a crude metal stove that is not lit, and it leans up against the hull. It has an adjustable metal chimney that can be placed through a vent hole when it's opened, and next to the stove is an open metal bin containing sticks of wood that's used for kindling. And it looks like a lot of the actual food prep that goes on is inside of this room, which would make sense given that it is closest to the actual stores. And looking around, you can find that there is a variety of cooking utensils here. There are there's a there's a complete knife set, which is actually kind of astounding. Uh, you see that there are uh, also just a it's a full uh, it's a full kitchen, just in this very tiny room. Uh, and then, are you guys going down below deck, or are you going across on the main deck? Uh based off of my conversation with Ben, so it would be below deck, right? That's what you would believe, yes. Yeah, so okay. Uh, I'll start heading that way. Okay, so there is the stairwell that you know leads directly down uh, from, the, uh, from the door that you guys were right next to. And uh, going down into that room, uh, you start to get a variety of unpleasant odors of uh, previously humanoid occupation. Uh, and uh, it seems like this is the area for the crew quarters. There are roughly eight hammocks that have been set up for people to sleep in. There is a writing desk that is propped up in the corner. Uh, and it looks like this writing desk uh, has... Uh, not a very full ink pot necessarily uh and if anything the papers are kind of scattered out it looks like they were using it to to play games like tic-tac-toe or uh the box game where they were just very bored at sea and didn't really have anything else to do and you also find that there is a full set of tin plateware cupware uh all in a uh kind of crudely stacked inside of this tin uh bucket that rests in the crew quarters uh, and as you are kind of sifting through, also on this table is a book, uh, and the book is titled Grog Hovels, uh, and kind of peeking through it, it looks like it is a list of taverns and inns that actually abide to pirates, like, almost like a Rick Steves Traveler's Journal for the best places for pirates to eat is what this book is. And you see ah. in this room, there is one door that leads uh, to the, like, just towards the back of the ship. Yep. Go in there. Okay. Uh, and this, as you are looking around, uh, there is a lantern that is currently just swinging uh, idly up from the ceiling in this area. Uh, and through the center, you see that there is a tall pole that extends downward, which you know is connected to the main mast. Uh, and beside it, there are a set of stairs that lead uh, that both lead up and down and against the aft of the bulkhead uh, are stacked with just bushels of cloth uh, and it seems like there are uh, there are large buckets 
or not buckets, sorry. There are large barrels that are also kind of set up against the walls, and it looks like these ropes that are found throughout the hold are all meant to kind of contain these barrels into each other. Um, and looking at it and kind of seeing on the side, uh, Jill, what languages do you speak? I believe just common and elvish, yeah. Okay. Uh, so you guys aren't able to read what it says specifically, uh, but you can make a nature or a history check if you would like. To kind of identify the origin of the markings on the side of these. That's a natural one. Man, you don't fucking know, Jill. You're kind of skewing your eyes at this. Albus, do you really, are you interested in what is inside of these Not models? at all. Alrighty. Uh, so, uh, yeah, going through it, it doesn't look like there is anything more necessarily here. Uh, and then there are doors on the right and the left-hand side at the back of the, uh, at the back of the hold. Right. Okay, so opening up the right-hand door, the door, uh, swings open a little bit, and then it is met with a mild bit of resistance. And as you look down underneath, you can see the, uh, now deceased macaw parrot, uh, that you guys, uh, that you had caused, uh, a vicious mockery to in our last session. Uh, it looks like it currently got caught on the door as you were opening it up. Uh, and you see that this is the same room that you found Oceanus in. Oh, I I don't like seeing this. Can we just can we just throw it overboard? <laughs> this makes uh, me sad. I absolutely. All right, uh, and I will. Mage hand yeet it out the window. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, Umbly, take this into the sea. By the way, yeah. what happened to to those gentlemen who brought us here? Were they going back somewhere? Did uh, we ask them to wait for us? They were going to wait for you until, uh, just in case things ended up going south, but seeing that you guys were successful in your endeavors to take over this ship, you guys don't have a way to bring their boat back up, so they just kind of have to row back to shore. But they Hishes talked to them and let them know what the situation is, so they were comfortable just kind of leaving you guys as you were. Uh, and so, yeah, just looking in, you yeet this dead parrot out the window. Uh, Jill says, uh, eat up, bitch, or something similar to the ocean. Uh, yes! Yes. Uh, and you guys, uh, go, I'm assuming, around and then into the next room, uh, yes. that is directly across from it. And that room, uh... So this cabin occupies about half of this back area, much in the same way that the previous cabin did that you guys were in. Uh, and you see that there is a single bunk and the bed linen is heaped in a pile and is set against the hole. And at the foot is a brass bound wooden sea chest and the lid is closed. In the center of this cabin, a plain wooden table is also bolted to the deck and on it are two books, one open and propped up against the other. Beside the table is a wooden chair and hanging from the ceiling above the table is an unlit hooded lantern. Uh, what's in the books? And then what's in the box? What's in the chest? What's and the then books? what's in the books? <laughs> uh, so the books... Uh, the two books that you find are, uh, The Principles of Navigation by one Da Korma, and the second book is Legal Distinctions in Letters of Marquis by Tazar, and that is the closed book. 
Uh, and as you, Jill, as you are, uh, your first instinct is, ooh, what's in the chest? Uh, and you go and pop that open. Uh, you see that it is full of clothes uh, that don't look like they have been washed very recently. Uh, they seem a little worn and tattered. Uh, but as you are, uh, like, digging down into it, like, there has to be something else in this box, uh, your eye actually catches that there is a brass box underneath the bed. And quick grabby hands, it is now in your possession, uh, but it does appear to be locked. Say <laughs> that! Well, uh, I'll just, Joel, just say, um, you have that locked box from earlier from the last room, right? In your, in your bag. Say that one more time. It, from the room that we came in, wasn't there an iron box that we found in there? I'm sure there was, and I'm sure I put it in here, but I sure didn't write it on my character sheet. Well, t t a small oversight. <laughs> um... Arjun's oh. nose is bleeding in another dimension. <laughs> it happens all the time now on Mondays. Um, Alma knows how to um, open things deftly, right? Okay, well, um, we'll have him take care of this, because uh, my strategy for opening things is to smash them open. Uh, so... Would you prefer to smash them? Well, it works in a pinch, but sometimes there are breakable things in chess. That would make sense. I'd like you for All you right. both to make perception checks while you're in here as well. Seven. Eighteen. Okay, so Albus, you don't notice anything out of the ordinary, uh, but Jill, you remember uh this room has a very similar layout to the room that you uh, had uh, destroyed the parrot, found Oceanus. Uh, and this room looks like it stops at roughly around the same place as the fake wall that you had seen before. And as you kind of look at this wall a little bit more intently, you can see that the door wasn't even put on fully back. And you actually spot this secret door. Uh, and... As you kind of take a peek inside, uh, you see that there are uh, what look to be about eight large-sized satchels uh, that are all just kind of wrapped up in uh, wrapped up in burlap and kind of set onto the ground. Uh, but you see poking out of the ends of these uh, of this burlap wrapping, there are javelin tips, there are sword tips. Uh, there looks like what appears to be a large collection of morning stars. Uh, it seems like this is the weapons cache that Bims was talking about previously. I think we found those weapons you were talking about. Oh, wonderful. Um, I, I don't know what to do with them. Are they looking them over? Uh, do they just appear to be standard weaponry nothing out of the ordinary they all do look to be standard weaponry in terms of being made uh by either like a human dwarf some 
more skilled blacksmith than what you have uh, typically seen lizard weaponry look like. Uh, But as you are sifting through this, you actually see that there is a large shield. Uh, And on the front of the shield, uh, it is emblazoned with the design of a lizard that is sticking its forked tongue out in a very aggressive, uh, in a very aggressive fashion. This looks, um, this looks neat. Um, hmm. Do you recognize this, this symbol? Do I recognize the symbol? Uh, make a history check. Hello! (gasps) We got a thing! Alright, so while this is happening, I will be fixing the layout, but what did you roll? 23. All right, so with your 23, you know from your time spent uh, just out on the road as well as as a teacher and learning and and kind of just finding out more as you uh, have progressed down towards Saltmarsh, you have learned that the lizard folk as a people are very primal in their designs. Uh, so you are assuming that this symbol, this lizard that has its tongue extended outward, is most likely the symbol of the group that you are that these weapons were being sold to almost like a uh almost like a uh mark of trust between the two parties of like hey see we went out of our way and made this cool looking thing for you um i believe that this was meant to make the lizard people happy even happier than the rest of these weapons would is it have any particular powers or enchantments, or does it just look? Oh, absolutely lizardy? not. <sighs> well, that's a wash then. But these could be worth something to someone. Apparently, it was worth a lot of pe- a lot to the lizard people. Hmm. Well then, uh, I suppose we can figure out. How we want to handle that then? Um. Hmm. All right. Well, keep that in mind. Um. Shall we keep looking? Uh, absolutely. I would like to make sure that we. Well, that nothing else will surprise us on this deck. We've already run into a pseudo dragon. That's fair. All right. Let's clear this place out. Uh, his name is Bims, and he doesn't like me very much. But he likes Ullman. Hmm. Why ever does he not like you? I'm not sure. Inside check! <laughs> <laughs> hmm. What'd you get? What'd you get? I asked you first. <laughs> I asked you second. 24. Natural 20. For 26. Shit. Oh, yeah, Albus knows. Albus knows exactly why the Pseudo Dragon doesn't like him. Uh, Joe will just cock an eyebrow and just be like, well. You know, I suppose some 
creatures are particular about who they carry their favor towards. I'm sure you don't have to take it personally. Oh. Yeah, I guess. I guess that would be in my best interest to not take things personally. Well, um, at any rate, let's keep looking around. Yeah. Okay. So, as the two of you are looking around, Hish. Uh, to fill you in on what has happened. So all of our audio cast listeners, Dingo has arrived. Um, so you guys arrived onto the deck of the ship, laid waste to all of the bandits that were there. Uh, Hish, you offered the uh, captain of this ship his life if he laid down his sword uh, and then actually just kind of cut him down where he stood right there. Uh Yes, you got the finishing blow on the bandit captain. Uh, and after everything was cleared out, you found a nice chainmail shirt uh, with a very tastefully torn uh, kind of tunic being worn over it uh, that you thought was might uh, a little bit closer, uh, more up to speed with your kind of fighting style. Uh, mm -hmm. So you managed to uh, collect some of that and then... Uh, seeing as how the boat had been cleared off of all these bandits and you had in your mind, okay, now for the second part of this, which is stealing the ship much easier now that everyone's dead. You took up the helmsman's position or as I have found out, it is also known as the coxswain. Uh, so you are currently the coxswain of the ship, uh, <laughs> making sure that it is being navigated directly back to salt marsh. Uh, and during this time, you saw that there, uh, that the lizard people, the lizard folk that your, uh, your handsome friend, your handsome naked friend, Oceanus had, uh, made mention of were actually sleeping somewhere else on this ship. And you saw all of your, uh, as this door opened, lizard folk began fighting, your friends ran over and... I mean, you guys just killed an entire crew of people. You guys outnumbered the lizard folk. You stayed at the helm just believing that your friends would do the right thing and get these assholes off of your new ship. Mm -hmm. uh, and that is what you are currently up to, uh, operating at the helm. Uh, everybody was able to take a short rest in the meantime. Uh, and... You saw the uh, you saw the group go into the room where the lizard man, uh, where the lizard folk were, uh, but then after uh, some time, Elvis and Jill decided to descend further into the ship. Uh, but you did not actually see Ullman come back out. Uh, so Ullman, what would you like to be doing during this time while everybody else is kind of searching around the ship? I'm just hanging out in that hammock. I'm taking a breather. It's been a rough day. Okay, make a perception hey. check. Okay. Sixteen? Okay. Uh, so with a sixteen, you actually see that there is a chest in the corner of this room. Uh, and it kind of glints off of the moonlight uh, that is coming through one of the portholes. And... It looks locked from where you are. But there is a nice and shiny chest. 
Oh, well, I'm too interested. I can't relax not knowing what's in there. No, wait, there's... Okay. So, make a dexterity check using thieves' tools. What does the thieves' tools do? Uh, so, thieves' tools is your uh, dexterity modifier plus your proficiency bonus. Uh, and then you tell me the number that comes off of that when you roll okay, a d20. Cool. 19. 19? Oh, yeah. Uh, as you kind of investigate the lock, you get the Homer Simpson, like, whittly fingers looking at the last donut, uh, and you manage to use your thieves' tools quite easily, and with a very satisfying click, you see that it rises up just barely, and you see what looks to be a needle point actually kind of starting to stick out, and you know, okay, there's a, there's actually a trap in here. You disable it really quick and are able to actually pop open this treasure chest. Uh, and looking inside of this chest, you see that there are five golden ingots that are all just kind of stacked on top of each other, as well as what looks to be a cask of wine, uh, that is currently also inside of this chest. I, uh, tuck the ingots into my pocket, and I pull out the wine, and I, like, pop out the cork, take a quick swig, and then I'm like, uh, you want some wine? And your little pseudo-dragon friend uh, will definitely join you on the hammock, kind of curling up on your chest. So as you drink any that gets onto your chin or starts coming down, it just sort of licks off. It is enjoying this it companionship it has found. Tickles. <laughs> oh. It's just giving you, like, Tiny little draconic kisses. All right. That is what you have found. Uh, and then Albus and Jill, you guys are still uh, searching around below deck. Uh, and you have kind of inspected everything in the hold. You see that there is a flight of stairs that leads down further into uh, into the ship. And you you feel like this is the area of the ship that is most below water. And you wouldn't recognize this to be, especially you, Jill, as uh, with your background having been a sailor, that this is the bilge hold. It is mostly just going to be seawater and sand and really nothing of importance. And as you guys go down and kind of peek in, you can see that it is just dark from one side to the other. You can see a little bit of movement that's kind of just skittering around. Make a perception check. Or actually, Jill, with your dark vision, you can see that there are uh, what look to be groupings of rats that are kind of just moving around. And as you guys come down, they skitter away from you. They don't seem to actually want anything to do with you. Nothing down here but rats. Hmm. Well, I think that's a very holistic search of the ship then. There are two doors that you have not entered on the ship. Let's which... go to those two doors that we didn't go to before. Okay. Uh, and those were on the main deck of the ship. So as you make your way back out, uh, Hish, you see your friends. Uh, did you guys bring up any of the like any of the things that you had found below deck? Uh, 
I think just the two locked boxes. Okay. So yeah, uh, Hish, you see your friends just bringing up these two locked boxes with them as they emerge from the hold back out onto the main deck while you're up on the aft castle uh, with the steering contraption. Uh, Ullman, uh, your assistance is required. And Ullman, you hear them calling out for you as well. Duh. I just got caught. Oh, well. You see All the right. pseudo dragon is like over for now. curled up on your chest. Looks like it got real comfy. Put the cork back in the bottle and I put it down and I like scratch it back. And I'm like, we've got work to do. It'll arch its back up, go into a very long stretch, flap its wings a little bit, and then just kind of shoot off. I head upstairs. Okay. Yeah. So uh, getting back up onto the main deck, uh, you see that there are these two uh, large locked boxes uh, that your friends had found both in uh, the bosun's cabin as well as the first mate's cabin. Uh, and whatever iron box that I had, I'm not sure if that yeah, was one of them. That was the one from the bosun's cabin. Okay. All right. So uh, make a another make a set of thieves tools checks. I rolled a 17 and an 18 on dice. Okay. Uh, so, uh, looking inside of this first one, the one that had been found in the first mate's quarters, you find this box is full of silver. It looks like there are, uh, and counting it throughout your trip, you will find 500 pieces of silver. Uh, and then the second lockbox... Uh, you open up again, this time, absolutely no issue, uh, and inside is 200 silver pieces, uh, and then, uh, as you are looking at it, you hear Oceana say, oh my god, that's where they went, and he rushes over and reaches inside the box, and he has a, uh, a very ornately carved spear in one hand, and then a short sword in the other, and says, Albus, I thank you, but I... I won't need this anymore. And he hands you back your rapier. And he starts just kind of taking practice flourishes with his longsword and says, I thought I'd lost you! <laughs> Glad you could be reunited with your weapon. It's... Other than, of course, all of you, these weapons were everything to me. Um, speaking of weapons, um, Albus and I managed to locate, um, a whole cache of them, uh, below the deck, um, meant to be delivered to, uh, lizard folk. Um, don't know what we want to do about those, because while I imagine we could make some coin off of them in town, I don't know if they would be worth more to the lizard folk. Mm, that's entirely possible. Also a good find, by the way. I could put some feelers out in town and we can just hold on to them for now. Very well. Figure out what to do with them later. Any other fun finds? There's a ham. There's, an, there's another ham? 
There was a whole selection of meats downstairs. I'm sorry, there are meats and no one came up to get me? I... There was the combat first, and then I wanted to take a nap, but I had these boxes to unlock, apparently. I have to tell you guys, I'm honestly a little hurt. I told you as soon as I could. I appreciate that, Ullman. You're... I feel like you're my only true friend on this ship. If you would like to peruse the meats, I can take over your duties for a while. Just for a minute. I'm just going to eat as much ham as I can in 60 seconds, and I'll be right back. Take all the time you need. The ship's in capable hands. Let me join you, please. <laughs> yeah, uh, Hish hooks his arm around Olman's arm <laughs> and <laughs> practically skips down to where the ham is. All right. Uh, Jill's going to go up and grasps the wheel of the ship, and as she does, just like the back of like her right hand just kind of like glows a little bit. She just kind of smiles. All right. Uh, and Hish, make a perception check as you go arm in arm uh, with Ullman as the two of you are making your way to the meat storage. You got it. Well, that's an eight. Okay. Yeah, you are very focused on uh, on not fish meats right now. Uh, so yeah, you guys make your way to the storeroom, and you see uh, that there are three rungs of sausage. There is a large ham that has also been placed up on one of these large metal hooks, as well as a... You're pretty sure it's beef? Pretty sure. Like, looking at it, it looks like beef. None of this is fish, and it all looks actually very fresh. I want to eat the mystery beef. Okay. Yeah. It <laughs> most certainly tastes like beef. Yes. I was hoping Here. that was the case. Give me that ham. All right. So, yeah. Uh, Ullman and Hish, you both enjoy the shit out of this ham. Uh, it looks most certainly like, as you as you were getting through it, Combat always makes you a little bit hungrier. Uh, I would like for you both to make constitution checks, not necessarily a save. Okay. 17. That's a 16 plus 4, so 20. Holy shit, okay. Uh, yeah, so Hish, uh, you were used to kind of just having your one big meal towards the end of the day, so you are just putting away this ham like nobody's problem. Uh, and Ullman... You you feel like you need this. You need this so bad right now. Uh, did Omen bring the wine? I have wine right here. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Omen and Hish have a uh, have a ham and wine soiree in the in the storeroom. Delicious. But yeah, Hish you're used to being like the biggest eater at a table, but it seems like Ullman is actually keeping pace with you. And you guys get through about half of this ham. It looks like it still has about like, an it was going to be used to feed eight people, but the two of you were just really hungry. And this is mm -hmm. like, this is the prize ham right here. You won. This is Victor's ham. Nothing tastes sweeter than victory ham. It's absolutely true. It's delightful. Oh, as a first meal on my new ship, not too shabby. It's a nice ship, too. I like the hammocks. I'm sorry, there's hammocks? There's three of them. 
I clearly have not seen enough of this ship. I've only seen this room in the hammock room, so we could poke around real quick. I would mind doing that. We can take some ham to go. Yeah, so the two of you take your wine, take your ham, and just begin exploring the ship as a whole. Uh, yeah, just like a chill, like perusing of the ship. Oh, yeah. Uh, and as you go downstairs, you see once again the cruise quarters that looks like it had about eight hammocks set up. There's a writing desk. Uh, and when the two of you go into the cargo hold, what languages does it, uh, what languages do you speak, Hish? Uh, common and orc. Okay, and then Olman, what languages did you speak? Uh, common, elven, and sylvan. Okay. Uh, so looking around... You guys see that there are what look to be large casks that line the inside of this ship. Uh, the two of you know, looking at these, these are spirits casks. These look like they contain some sort of booze. And there is about 50 casks in total. Holy shit. What a haul. What a glorious haul. I feel as though we have been blessed by some deity. Some ham god. Some ham and spirits god. Make a make a history check when looking at these. 20? 16. Okay, so the 20 and a 16. Uh, looking at all of these, you see... Uh, where is this? In the cargo hold. There are... Uh, there was actually more than just uh, 50 casks. It looks like there is actually a total of 80 of them inside of the hold of this ship. 40 casks are brandy and 40 of them are wine. I, I don't think I've actually ever seen this much booze in one place. I mean, certainly not at the snapping line. Holy, what are we going to, what do we do with, I mean, okay, we could drink it, but I don't think we're going to drink 80 casks of alcohol. I mean, we can keep one or two for ourselves, but honestly, I mean, depending on the quality, why not sell it? It, it is goods. It's easy to sell goods. It's drink. We could make so much money, Omen. And I Hish takes him by the shoulders. Ham. We could buy so much more ham. Ugh. <laughs> <sighs> Of course, all the time, any ham, I want it all. If we sell this and we can buy more things to sell. I don't the know. fanciest of hams, prosciutto, I think, is that a ham? We could have I, it. I don't know. Bacon is great too. Really any part of the pig is just- We could get the whole pig. Fine. We could buy okay. a pig farm. <laughs> Well, Omen, don't go too far now. I'm more of a sailor than a farmer, but... Well, we, we make enough money, we could hire people to tend it for us. I like your thinking. I like your thinking. Oh, I don't know how much any of this will go for, though. We might be getting our, our hopes up a little bit. That's fair, but, you know, this was easy. What's the next job, you know? I don't know. Only one way to find out, I suppose, get this ship back into a port. Maybe throw some new colors on it. Maybe a new name on the side. 
Sure. Speaking of, what am I going to call this thing? Oh, I have no clue. Are, are you the captain now? You killed the captain. It was pretty awesome, I have to say. By sea law, I'm the captain now. All right. So isn't it your job to name the ship? I suppose it is. Let's go consult the others, though. All right. Of course. Uh, uh, Captain always takes their crewman's opinion into consideration. Exactly. And, yeah, Hish is going to head back upstairs to uh, Jill and Albus. Yeah. Uh, And Jill and Albus, what were you guys doing? Uh, Jill, you were steering the ship. Albus, what were you doing in the meantime? Just kind of hanging out? Albus was... uh like along the rail just like looking out at the sea and at some point uh he was going to look over his shoulder at jill jill do you mind if i ask a question i suppose depending on what it is i may charge you for the answer have you ever heard of something the spiral have I heard of something called the spiral? <laughs> Make a... How, like, what are you accessing as Jill to try and recall information about the spiral? Capital T, capital S, as that is how Albus has phrased it. Um, I guess since I don't know exactly what it is, I guess I'm going to try and... History, maybe? Okay, make a history check. (laughs) Lots of things have spirals. They're a pretty common occurrence in nature. Um, Yeah, you weren't really sure. Can't say I know for sure what spiral you're referencing. Neither do I. Is that one of those things that you've forgotten? Yes. Hmm. Well, unfortunately, I can't be that much assistance. Do you have any sort of inkling of what it is who may know about it? No. Hmm. Well, I suppose someone out there is bound to know. Right. Someone. Well, you said that you had, like, a drive to come here, almost, right? I had a what? Uh, a drive, an urging a yes. calling of some sort yeah well perhaps maybe if you in this moment don't know um maybe subconsciously i i don't know whoever may know about the spirals here in salt marsh you're right i should ask around salt marsh more hmm 
you don't think it's anything like dangerous, right? Like if you're asking around, you might get in any sort of trouble. I'm not sure. Hmm. Well then, um, I suppose I can see what I could find as well. You know, in passing, if anyone knows. Thank you, Jill. And it is around that time that your other party members step out onto the deck of the ship. Ham in hand, wineskin in hand, arm in arm, just kind of enjoying the enjoying the company of another swashbuckling sort. Good news, friends. <clears throat> there is a buttload of alcohol downstairs. It's a buttload a lot. Yes, a buttload is a lot. Okay, um, so that could be valuable. I would say so. It's somewhere around 80 casks. Oh, well then. Some of it brandy, some of it wine. Haven't tasted it. Don't know if it's good yet. But... suppose that's in order to see how much we can charge for it. Exactly but still sellable, even if it's bad. True, it just depends on whether it's, you know, snapping line price or a slightly nicer establishment price. I think, ideally, I'd like to set my sights a little bit higher, although it would like, I would like to see the snappy line get something other than alcoholic chowder. No, oh, but I love that stuff. It's so tasty. That's an opinion. (laughs) (laughs) Right, well, the other thing I wanted to come and uh, talk to you all about is what we're going to name the ship. Well, I don't much care. Whatever you want to name it makes no difference to me. What typically goes into naming a ship? Oh, just about anything. Sometimes you need like a tough name. Sometimes you need like a the blank blank or sometimes like somebody's name goes in there. Do you have anyone you care about you would want to name the ship in dedication to? Actually, yeah. I think I do. Great. How does... Oliver's victory sound. It's got a nice ring to it. That sounds wonderful. Certainly much better than my last ship. A lot friendlier. What was your last ship? 
Oh, just a little uh, dingy on the on the on the marsh. I hardly remember it anymore. I might have worked on it. I I would doubt it. It was a it was a while ago. Well, I've been sailing for quite a while, Hish. <clears throat> it was just um little ship called the the Iron Duke. And uh Jill, you can make a history check if you would like. Boy would I <laughs> <laughs> Seventeen. You have heard of this ship before. I. Uh, well, I. Hmm. Is Hish being truthful, or do you need to make a deception check at this point? No, Hish is being truthful. Okay. Uh, you have definitely heard of the Iron Duke before. Uh, it was a ship that uh sailed around uh a little bit to the south of here, closer towards. Uh, more closer to Waterdeep than Neverwinter. Um, but it was a pretty infamous smuggler's ship. It, uh, there was a very deadly crew captain, uh, that was in charge of a lot of more nefarious dwellings, but about five years ago, is that, uh, what we had said? About five Mm -hmm. years ago. Uh, you had heard that that ship had gone down uh, and that nobody knew uh, if there were really any survivors as nobody had actually heard word of uh, the captain or crew member's survival after that point. But you do know that the captain uh, of that ship had actually had a pretty big bounty on their head during that time. Hmm. Well, Hish, I suppose you're right. Um, that name doesn't particularly ring a bell. Perhaps it wasn't much of a, d- a dinghy, as you said. Do I know that she knows? Make an insight check. <laughs> Jill, make a deception check. And Albus and Ullman, you guys can also make insight checks, just sort of watching this interaction happen. Oh fuck! <laughs> what's my what's my insight? Okay, that's a nine. Five plus four. Three. <laughs> Eleven. So Olman and Albus, both of you see right through Jill and Hish's. Uh, like they're trying to like layer on added layers like added levels of like oh this is my secret you don't know about this maybe it was me maybe it wasn't but the two of you are like no that that total what are you talking about you basically have the same insight that we as players got which is them being like i'm going to straight up tell a lie about this (laughs) uh but uh yeah hish jill most certainly recognized the name Perhaps you can tell me more about your time on the Iron Duke later. I'm sure I could. Wouldn't take very long. Didn't really do much. Well, you know, as uh, any good sailor, I'm sure you could come up with uh, a fisherman's tale about it. Oh, but I never lie. And he kind (laughs) of turns casually on his heel. Besides, I was just a small, you know, just a crew member at the time. 
just getting my sea legs or whatever. I'm off to find some paint. All right. And he heads downstairs. And as Hish heads downstairs to find some paint, that is where we are going to call it for the evening. So I would like to say thank you to everybody who decided to come on by and stop by. Thank you to, I don't know how to pronounce this, but N.N. Krudiak. Thank you for the follow, as well as some bits. It was really cool to see you stop by. Thank you. Um, yes, that is tonight's session. So thank you again, all these wonderful players for coming by. Thank you for joining us, Dingo. We're so happy to see you as well. Yes, I'm so sorry for being so late. <laughs> no worries. Uh, so with that in mind, uh, Dingo, where can we find you? What do you do? Oh, good question. You can find me on Twitter at Where's My Dingus, all one word. Um, I play a lot of tabletop RPGs around various channels on Twitch. Uh, tomorrow, you can find me on twitch.tv slash off underscore the table. Uh, we're going to be resuming our uh, Urban Shadows campaign. Um, that's Sanguahona the Claiming. It's very yeehaw, sit back in cowboy times. Very good. Pew pew. It's going to be great. Uh, Mondays, you can find me on Katie's channel, twitch.tv slash katieface, playing Monster of the Week. Tuesdays, I am playing Masks. And Wednesdays, I'm also going to be on T Katie's channel because she's doing the Summer of Spooks, um, <clears throat> which is a really great series of one-shots happening at various times during the day. I think a lot of them are in the evenings, but um, yeah, I'll be there uh, some weeks to do the Summer of Spooks. Awesome. All right. Reeves, where can we find you? What do you do? Uh, you can find me at, on Twitter at Reeves underscore bot. Uh, I mostly just announce when I'm going live, but sometimes I retweet interesting things or interact with my friends. It's great. It's fine. Uh, mostly I stream on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Reeves underscore bot. Uh, on Wednesdays, I am trying to get through my whole Steam library of games, which is too many. This is going to take me years. But I have a friend come along and select three games for me to play an hour each of, and I try to determine if they're worth putting more time into or just discarding, like hey. Uh, and then on Sundays, I'm playing through a Tactician Mode Divinity 2 campaign with some of my friends. Uh, it's going great. We finally got off Fort Joy and killed Alexander. He's not dead, but you know, whatever. It's fine. Uh, and Thursdays, I'm here. Excellent. Thank you. Cyber, where can we find you? What do you do? Uh, hello. You can find me at Cyberwolf1201 on Twitter, where I am a shit poster who sometimes tweets like, hey, I'm going live soon on twitch.tv slash Cyberwolf1201 to play some video games badly, but try to find some lore. Um, because, yeah, that's, that's fun. World building and stuff. We're about to finish off Horizon Zero Dawn Frozen Wilds, and then I might be doing something else after that. I'm not sure. I need to ask somebody about that. Because I haven't done that yet. Um, yeah, it's a good time. All the archives of that go to a YouTube channel that doesn't have a great URL, but you can also find a podcast that Kyle with an in and I do called Let's Talk About It, where we get drunk, do parkour, and talk about the role-playing games that we're in and other stuff who knows after how much we drink to record that we kind of get derailed 
soon I'm going to post another episode. Soon. I don't know. I don't know when. Um, but for role-playing stuff, uh, you can find me here on Indoor Adventures on Thursdays, like you already saw, and on Mondays where I play Arjun, the Black Dragonborn, Bloodhunter, Cleric? Anyways, that's it. All right. Kylan, where can we find you? What do you do? Hi, everyone. I am Kylan, otherwise known as Kyle with an N, on the Twitch and the Twitters. Uh, Twitter is the best place to see uh, when I stream on my Twitch and when I participate in other things. Uh, recently, I've been playing through Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney. However, this Saturday, I will be playing through something different. So, uh, check my Twitter. I'll probably announce it tomorrow. Um, it's going to be super special, super fun. Uh, speaking of streaming while I'm on the subject, tomorrow, Friday at 6 p.m. EDT, I'm going to be on twitch.tv slash arsequeef. I am playing Overcooked with the Mad Lad himself. Uh, every, um, uh, every bit will be one penny towards, um, crap, I forgot the name of it. <laughs> it's, um, the Mermaid Fund? It's Mermaid something let me look at it real quick mermaids Mermaid UK. uk that's what it is um nice. it's a charity uh benefiting transgender individuals so um please check it out uh i will try to i haven't told him this yet but i will try to match him on bit donations uh so maybe kind of double the money going towards the fund so uh six o'clock check that out um uh mondays you catch me with dingo over on katie face's channel monster of the week thursdays i'm here and that's it and check out let's talk about it thanks <laughs> hello everybody if you have made it this far you probably already know who i am but if you do not hello it is i Currently, the overheating indoor adventurer, because it is very, very hot where I am for absolutely no fucking reason, but I'm working through it. It's fine. I'll open up a window when we go into our after show that we do after this. But if you uh, liked what you saw here, consider uh, coming by Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, all at 5.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And if you joined us late, you can always go back and check out our VODs at uh, youtube.com slash indooradventures. Or if you're more of like an audio cast person or you just don't have uh, access to possibly all of the VODs that you would like, Hey, man, just download us into your pocket using either Podbean or Spotify or Apple Podcasts or something. We're all over the place. So if you are not finding us on a media platform of some sort, let me know. I will I will make it so we can be found there because, damn it, I will defeat you, indoor air conditioning. Look at me. I didn't need it for this stream. I won't need it for the rest of it. Please, no, I need the indoor AC. That sounds so fucking nice. But uh, we are going to be going into our after show called Nights in the Courtyard where we answer questions not only from each other but also from the community at large. And the only way that you guys can actually get access to that is through our Patreon. So go to patreon.com slash indoor adventures if you want to get access to that also we have a discord set up so if you want to join the discord uh hang out with all of these excellent cast members or any of the other cast members from the sh various shows that we do throughout the week 
feel free to come on by. Uh, I have links set up on Twitch and Twitter, and I should start posting them in the YouTube links as well. So, uh, with that, I would like to say thank you to these amazing players for coming out once again and putting up with my bullshit. Thank you to all of you wonderful viewers for coming by and, and showing up in the weird droves that you did. I'm not ungrateful. I'm always just very, very perplexed and surprised and, and so appreciative. And I would like to say with that, guys, we'll see you all next time. All right, everybody. Bye-bye!